Hey, my name's Alex and welcome to my podcast, Alex Listens. This is the place where I talk about things like philosophy and politics and at this point in time and in my life and in the world, I feel like I could really talk about anything. So yeah, it seems to be a podcast about anything. Um, yeah, so I, who am I? I normally ask that question kind of ironically at the beginning of every episode, but that seems to be the reason why I'm making this episode because one part of my life that I haven't really been paying much attention to over the past three and a half weeks is this podcast. And I realized that I realized that as the more I thought about why my reasons for making the podcast had kind of evaporated or why I didn't feel pulled by them as strongly as I had in the past, I realized that they, they shed a lot of light on where I was at in my life and where I think many other people may also be at. Um, and so I thought that I would make an episode to share some of the insights into my anxieties about things and into my constant tussle and struggle and tumble with depression um, and motivation and productivity. Um, yeah, so that's what today's episode is going to be about. It's going to be some strange reflective thing on how the past few weeks have been and what I've learned. Um, normally in this introduction thing, I have a brief bit about you as the listener and me as the presenter. So this is what I normally say. Oh, hey, hi, nice to meet you. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can support it in whatever way you like. But I would recommend three different ways. One way is by supporting me on Patreon. Patreon is very easy to sign up to. You just press a button and then I get all of your money and all of your parents' money and all of your everyone else's money that you know and that you've ever made eye contact with. Um, no, but seriously, I, like, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, $2 a month or something, um, if it's meaningful to you, you know, do you, are there other things that you spend $2 a month on that are meaningful for you? Um, probably, but there are probably also other things that you spend $2 on that aren't remotely meaningful for you. So if this is something that is meaningful for you, Hey, you know, in the scheme of things, if you're able to, what's, what does $2 mean for you? Um, another way you can support it is by telling your friends. So if you have, if you've listened to one of, if you're listening to this episode, or if you've listened to another one and you like it, tell someone, Hey, there's this strange guy from Melbourne on the internet that talks about stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the final thing you can do is contact me. Uh, actually there are two things you can contact me and you can leave a review on iTunes. Um, contact me. I have an email. I have a website, www.alex, A-L-E-K-S, you know, none of that X, A-L-E-K-S dot co dot C-O. Um, it's not dot com because dot com is um, bad, a bad maths website. Um, that's all. That's all I'm going to say in the introduction. So here's the episode. Okay, so I wanted to split this episode into five different categories, but if you know me, as in if you've listened to any of the episodes that I've done, 
you will know that I that these episodes aren't planned or they're planned very, very, very liberally and loosely um, and that I have quite a difficult time sticking to a linear narrative. Um, but, you know, that's, <laughs> that's me. Um, so I think there are five things I want to talk about today. One is where I've been and that will be the least interesting and the quickest part. And I promise that because that's not very interesting. The next thing I want to talk about is why we have a hard time doing the things that we think and know or think or know are important for us. Uh, Three, I wanted to talk about self-doubt and how difficult it is to just start things. Um, Four, I wanted to talk about motivation. Well, I guess, you know, three and four are related. Depression and motivation and the weird self-help industry. And five, I wanted to talk about things that have helped me get through the past few weeks. Um, So I'll begin with the first thing, naturally. One, where I've been. So I haven't been anywhere, really. Um, I've been in my room, organizing my room again and again and again. Um, as in cleaning and rearranging furniture and then rearranging furniture again and then cleaning again and becoming um, obsessed with making sure there is no dust in the room and then kind of going into other rooms and doing the same thing. And some of you may recognize this as uh, a characteristic of procrastination. Um And there is one thing that I've been procrastinating. One main thing. Oh, well, two main things. Well, three actually, but you know, one main thing and that is exams. So I've had exams and I just, you know, a few hours ago, I just submitted, you know, the two biggest ones, which were worth a hundred percent each of, so they were two full subjects. I had two take home exams two essays to write and I wrote them although it took me a very long time to write them it took weeks um, and before that it took months of kind of loosely thinking about it and, pl- and trying to plan and trying to think about what I'd want to write and they were very interesting essays but that's never the issue um, fortunately I seem to have chosen a degree a philosophy degree which is something that is aligned pretty specifically or pretty closely with my interests. So I've never not been interested in what I've had to write about, but the, that's never the issue. The issue is the impact that the exam period or the assessment period or the stressful period. And this, I guess, you know, this might sound like it's specific to, you know, university students only, but really there are times in our life where we have to deliver and we have to perform. Um, Maybe, you know, I have friends who work full time in jobs and, you know, there are periods where they have a lot on their plate, a few weeks where their social life is pretty much non-existent and they're working outrageous hours. And um, yeah, some are better at balancing it than others. And I don't be seen, I don't seem to be, um, to be very good at balancing. So that's why I haven't released an episode 
Well, that's, that's one, that's part of the reason why I haven't released an episode. But while I've been anxious about my exams and while I've been kind of directing a lot of my cognitive energy towards them, a lot of other things have fallen apart. Um, so I, I am someone who really struggles to wake up on time. And so about six weeks ago, I decided to revolutionize my sleep cycle and I started going to bed at 9 p.m. and waking up at 5 a.m. And I was doing that pretty well until about three weeks ago. And then three weeks ago, it stopped. I couldn't get out of bed. I didn't feel like I had any reason to get out of bed and I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, And I was oversleeping and... I would be so resentful of my, of myself and I would be so hard on myself. And obviously, you know, obviously I can wake up at 5am. I've done it in the past, but I wasn't able to do it. And this sounds, you know, pretty insignificant, but this, that way of thinking about my life didn't just apply to me waking up, but it applied to every single thing I did. I didn't feel like I was doing anything properly or seriously or yeah, I I didn't feel like I was able to commit to anything. So even my study, I would spend most of the day in front of the computer and, you know, some days I would get a bit done. Other days, I don't even know. Like, I guess I don't really spend that much time on social media anymore. So it's not as if I've spent hours scrolling or anything, I guess. I just, you know, some people say that they're able to only commit to one thing at one time. And I guess when I'm anxious, when I'm stressed about things, it feels like I commit to everything. I give everything 2% of my attention. And so there are 50 different things which are receiving 2% of my attention at any given time. You know, I'm thinking about a conversation I had with someone three weeks ago. I'm thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow. I'm thinking about something I have to do for work. I'm thinking about how I want to record a podcast, but I haven't done it for so long. I'm thinking about how I didn't wake up at 5am. I'm thinking about how tomorrow I'm going to wake up at 5am. I'm thinking about how that means I'm going to have to go to bed at 9pm today. I'm thinking about how I haven't had a meal for a while. I'm thinking about how I'm thirsty. I'm thinking about how I haven't exercised, how I haven't meditated. And then at the same time, I'm trying to write an essay, which is supposed to be a reflection of my academic competence. And it's very hard to do that when, when I think like that. And that doesn't sound like me, me saying that doesn't sound like it's the first time I've heard anything like that. Um, I guess, you know, it's a very familiar experience the experience of being overwhelmed and and feeling like I have a lot on my plate, but many of my friends are students, many of my friends have a lot on their plate, and many of them feel as I do, or as I did. Um, and, you know, I ca- I'm talking about this in the past because it is in the past, and I feel slightly removed from it now that I've finished these exams. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty shaken from it. Um, three weeks of my life, I was, I was elsewhere. I was, and this isn't, you know, every exam period, I do this every semester at university. 
when I feel like I've taken university seriously, um, this has been my experience. I have been so overwhelmed by everything that I've, you know, everything I've been thinking about so many things at once that I haven't really committed to anything at all and have just kind of done, tried to do everything at the same time. Um, so that's been, that's been questions one and two. So what I've been doing and, oh, actually, no, I haven't answered the second question. The the second question was why we have such a hard time doing the thing or why I have such a hard time doing the things that I want to do. And I think there's a very simple answer to that. And I think for me, at least, you know, this is subjective. Everyone has their own answer to that. But I imagine that my answer will be something that many people share. And that is that anxious thoughts and feeling overwhelmed and feeling removed from the community that motivates you to do things, which in my case during the exam period is university. There is no university community at the moment or it's all virtual. And, you know, that's probably the most alienating and atomizing experience imaginable. Um, but as, as an anxious and feeling anxious and feeling socially isolated for me, make it difficult. They make it difficult for me to, to, they make it, it's almost as if there's a threshold that I need to overcome in order to do anything. And when I am feeling competent and when I am feeling, um, what's not, yeah, maybe that's the wrong word. When I'm feeling more resilient and when I'm feeling more able to, I guess, yeah, I get, this is, this is hard to explain, but you know, when I feel very overwhelmed and when I feel very anxious, it's, it's very hard to do anything. And that just kind of compounds into this cycle of not being able to do anything and then being resentful of myself because I'm not able to do anything. And then making, and then that makes it even more difficult for me to do anything because I'm resentful of myself for not having done things. Um, and I guess during the three weeks, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that for those entire three weeks, I was unable to do anything that I wanted to do. There were times where I did feel, um, I did feel as though I was overcoming the threshold to do what I wanted to do. Um, so for example, one thing that I've been doing recently is running. Um, and I've tried to, I've consciously made an effort to do that when I've been feeling exhausted or when I've been feeling like I've wanted to take a nap in the afternoon, even though I slept for, you know, quite a long time and quite heavily the night before. Um, and that's been quite helpful, but you know, some days I'm just able to, some days I'm just able to do that. And then other days I'm not other days. I'm not able to motivate myself to get outside and run and, and you know, whatever you can replace running with whatever thing is your thing. And I guess at the moment running is one of the things that I'm doing. Um, 
but I'm not sure. I just, I don't know what's changed. And that's very frustrating. And this appears to be a constant, or this just appears, yeah, this appears to be a constant pattern in my life. Um, I've done a number of episodes on depression. And one thing that I, I said that I've said in both of them is that it's very unclear to me what has, what has changed as I feel when I feel that I'm improving, it's hard to isolate, almost impossible to isolate any reasons for improvement. I guess I can point to a number of things, like a number of basic lifestyle changes, but yeah, I, you know, it's, I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know why on the days where I, where I'm able to go for a run, I don't know what's different. Um, and I am, I'm constantly asking myself if I'm aware that some things make me feel good and some things make me feel energized and inspired and whatever other, you know, 21st century bullshit self-help adjective you want to throw in there. When I, when I'm aware that some things are very meaningful, why don't I do them? Why don't I make sure that I do them all the time? What is this weird self-sabotage system that's going on? Um, But it, you know, I don't really believe that it is a self-sabotage system with me because I am, I'm so aware of, you know, I'm constantly thinking about what I'm enjoying in my life and what I want to make out of the things, what I want to get from the things that I'm doing. And so I have a very clear image of what is working for me at the moment. Um, This is a more recent thing. I'm not sure this is, I'm not sure I've had this kind of awareness for, you know, maybe it's only in the past few months where I've felt disconnected to my, I don't know, my needs or whatever. Um, But I... Yeah. Why, why, why is it hard? Why is it so hard to do those things? And in trying to answer that question, I have, I've turned to, I've turned to a number of things. Um, so I guess, I guess I've answered kind of questions three and four. And so the difficulty of question three was the difficulty of you know, motivating yourself to do things. And that was also semi what question four was about, which was depression and the lack of motivation. Um, Although I'm not sure I so clearly made the link between depression because the link to depression, because that's not what I attribute this to. I actually don't think I'm very depressed at the moment or relative to how I felt in the past. This feels quite different. I don't feel so hopeless Um, and I don't feel so burdened by everything. I just, I feel so, I feel so overwhelmed. Um, so I, I think this is more of an anxious thing. Um, but it feels like an anxiety that's very different to other anxieties that I've felt. Um, it doesn't feel like, you know, it's not, there's no panic. Um, I don't feel panicked. I just, I feel, yeah, I feel 
I feel like I can't focus on, I can't see the individual parts of my life as individual parts. I'm never able to, in the past three weeks, I haven't been able to treat anything as an individual part. It's just been this, they've all been part of the whole. And so I've only been able to see them as part of the whole. And I think that's why I've felt, I felt everything. I'm thinking about everything at the same time. Um, but there are some things that have helped. And this is actually the main reason why I wanted to make this episode, because if any of this resonates with you, um, there are a number of things that I have done that have helped me calm down. Um, and some of these are loosely, you know, none of them, none of them are new. Um, and, and I think, you know, I wanted to kind of thread some criticism of the self-help industry into this, uh, episode because a lot of the things that I have found helpful are things that all of the big self-help, 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 self-help authors will tell you to do. Um, and you know, new self-help, self-help books are released every, you know, few seconds, it seems. And they're always saying, they always tell you the same thing. Um, they always tell you the same things to do, but really, I guess it's amazing that I guess, yeah, that, you know, there's a, you can, there'll be a new, a neoliberal explanation for that, that it's all about retitling and repurposing and, and commodifying everything and labeling it in a different way and just selling it under a different name. And that's probably what's going on in the self help industry. I said it very carefully. Um, because yeah, uh, I, so I read, well, I listened to the audiobook of Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, and I had previously listened to a conversation with him and Sam Harris, which was actually quite an interesting conversation. And then in a previous episode I had done with my dear friend, Steph, we had spoken about how, you know, how transactional James Clear, the author of that book, uh, Atomic Habits, how transactional he thought about human behavior, um, describing behaviors as good and bad. And, you know, that's a criticism, a genuine criticism of the book. Um, but you know, there are some things in the book which were kind of, uh, I guess reassuring. None of it was new. None of this stuff in any of these self-help books is ever new. Um, unless, you know, there's some big psychological breakthrough, but none of, oh, you know, not too many of these, at least J- James Clear isn't a psychologist. He's just some dude who is good at doing things, increasing his commitment to things by 1% every day. And then, oh, after a year, you're 365% better, dude. Um, but okay. Anyway, the, th- I guess there are three big things that have helped me and they're all essentially the same thing or they all have the same impact. The biggest thing that's helped me is meditation. And 
Now, I look, I don't blame you if you want to episode if you want to end the episode here and never listen to me again and you know report me on iTunes for being a scam or whatever. But hear me out. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about this for very long. But you know, if if you've heard that if you've heard from a number of people that meditation is useful, it's for a reason, um, and it's probably because that's what there are probably two reasons. One reason they probably want to take all your money, and the second reason is that they've probably had some kind of profound and insightful experience. Um, I don't want all your money, despite asking you to support me on Patreon. Um, really, you know, that's just to help me afford the services that I have to pay for to make this podcast. But the second thing is the second thing that I said, the profound and insightful experience of meditation. So I guess one of the, one of the main things you do in meditation is try and distance yourself from try and distance yourself from the unpredictable nature of your thoughts and you try you try and see them for what they are and what they are um are just thoughts and that's a very simple way to put it um but actually feeling that feeling that way about your thoughts is extremely difficult um i meditated for about 30 to 45 minutes for 30 for two weeks two consecutive weeks and then i think in the past uh two months i've meditated for 30 days or every second day on average um in the past three weeks it's hardly been anything though um but you know there were only a handful of times where i left i ended the meditative experience with some you know, feeling as though I'd made a profound insight into who I was, but I left pretty much every meditation significantly calmer and more at peace with my environment than I was before. Um, So I couldn't recommend meditation as a way of coming to terms with the experience of being overwhelmed more highly. Um, it's been, it's been the most important thing for me in the past few months. The second thing that has been very helpful has been, (laughs) now this is what you'll hear in the self-help book in the self-help books. But the second thing that's been very helpful has been establishing a regular sleeping pattern. And for some people, this will be more difficult. Um, for me, going to bed isn't the challenge. I I'm I go to bed early. I guess I always have. Actually, that's definitely not true. I was nocturnal for two years, so I totally retract that statement. But I've never had an issue falling asleep. So I guess it only took a few days for me to, you know, teach myself to get tired at around I don't know nine p.m. But not deviating from that wildly. And by wildly, I mean me a few years ago, where one day I would wake up at nine a.m. and the following day I would wake up at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Um, yeah, you know, trying not to deviate by more than 90 minutes, either before or after. Um, and yeah, I one day I woke up at 3.45 a.m. And that was pretty weird. 
Um, and then, you know, other days when I wasn't feeling so great, I woke up, you know, at 8 a.m. So that's three hours after five, which was my objective. And five seems to be a pretty terrifying number for people to hear. But um, I don't, I'm not so good. I don't feel so good in the evenings. Um, I feel quite depressed in the evenings. And I have tried to avoid that by being, by going to sleep early. And it seems to be working. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure whether it's the... I, actually, I don't think it's the earliness that has helped me. It's been the regularity of sleep. Um, going to bed at the same time. Waking up at the same time. And the final thing has been just going outside. Um, because I've found, especially during this exam period, that it's been very difficult for me or very easy it's been very easy for me to just stay indoors for the entire day um and if you're the kind of person who must get outside good on you but i'm not that kind of person um i don't feel a particularly powerful call to leave the house even though i love being outside and i like nature and i like walking around and i like running around um so yeah those and I think the, the reason why the third one going outside is so important is because, at least for me, it gives me perspective on, <laughs> on all of the things that I'm anxious about. Because I go outside and then I notice that there's a whole world functioning. Oh, well, you know, there's an appearance of a functioning world out there. There are people in cars. There are people on bikes. There are people, there are families. There are strangers. There are trees. There are animals. Um, there's a lot out there and you realize that, well, at least I realize that I've been in my head for three weeks. So yeah, I hope that was interesting. If you enjoyed the podcast, thanks for enjoying it. Um, thanks for listening and yeah. Oh, I have, um, you should follow my Instagram page. It's Alex listens. You know, Alex spelt the good way. A-L-E-K-S. Yep. Okay. Bye. And now it's been a fifth of my ran on a Friday Just to see a man that I don't even like Placing tracks with the itty bitty bass And I couldn't even dance to that shit What a waste Out of place in this club Down on my face, man Down on my luck And I might as well dip Probably bounce on the bus Get home, rest on And decide what I want Wake up and I write to my job But I'm blessed Mama always said it like the best Forget about the cheddar You'll be living like a mess If you really wanna get it It will get into your head But my pocket's feeling light And I gotta pay the rent, so... Dollar shoes, rubber for the rent is true. Can't pay for food because all you buy is booze. Damn cash rules, everything around me isn't true. And I've got no money just to live under this roof. Living proof while I'm sitting hidden in my room. Two days, not a break. So I wanna take a few. Never knew that I'll be doing this after school. Never knew that I'll be doing music at all. My said, get up out of bed. Yeah, go and get a job, man. I'm sick of paying rent. Forget about your pad, you can live down in the shed. But I swear, yeah, I swear. Yeah. I swear I got ambition Yeah
business. Yeah. So how long can I keep it doing this shit? Yeah. Like forever, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got ambition. Nah, but there ain't no money in this business. Yeah, so how long can I keep it doing this shit? Yeah, left forever, that's how I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm 